What up, y'all? Welcome to episode 26 of When the Hunt Calls. I am your host, Cliff Cadet. I truly hope this episode finds you and your loved ones safe, healthy, and actually looking forward to the upcoming deer hunting season. Now, uh, on social media, I'm seeing a lot of you guys getting out there, hanging trail cams and getting pics of some bucks in velvet. Hope you are all having a good time prepping and are liking what you are seeing. All right. Now, on to the show. Now, uh, back in May, I came across a new Instagram account and the bio in the profile read as follows. Spreading positive images and connecting men of color in a field where we are underrepresented. Ladies and gentlemen, join me as I speak with Greg Curtis, creator of the Instagram account Black Men Outdoors. All right, and we are recording. Uh, ladies and gents, on the line with me is Greg Curtis. Um, I uh, came across a gentleman online on Instagram, like I said in the intro, uh, with his Instagram account, Black Men Outdoors. Um, a really dope account. If you guys aren't following, definitely uh, give him a follow. All right, All right, so, so Greg, Greg, I do want to, I guess, start out with a few questions. You know, uh, where are you from? Cliff, I'm from Decatur, Georgia, which is which is right outside of Atlanta. Nice, nice. And do you do you hunt, fish, hike, or all the all of the above? Well, it's kind of kind of all of the above. Um, I mostly fish, but. I'm an arborist by trade, and so I'm I'm in the plants, I'm in the trees. Um, I just have a general love for the outdoors. I, I think anybody who does anything outdoors does more than one thing. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So you know what? For my uh, for myself and my listeners, could you define, I guess, a little bit more in detail what an arborist is and does? Sure, sure. So an arborist is somebody who uh, take cares of trees. And so that's, that's my profession. Uh, I'm an arborist by profession. Uh, I have a de degrees in horticulture, which is the, the cultivation of plants. I have a degree in landscape architecture, which taught, which is the design of public space. And so when I'm not working in the outdoors, I'm playing in the outdoors. <laughs> I hear you. And do you have like a, a favorite outdoor activity? It would have to be fishing. You know, nice. I, I really, I really am passionate about plants. But aside from plants, you know, I just I like fishing. It's it's one of the most relaxing things that that you can do, in my opinion. Um, nice. Always love it. Nice, nice. Now, if if I were a betting man, based off of you know the Instagram page, I would have said if somebody asked me what was your favorite outdoor sport, I would have said uh, fishing as well because it seems to be. At first, I was wondering whether it was because you know it being the time of year, fishing um, tends to be the more dominant outdoor activity. You're know yeah. saying as opposed to hunting, um, but now I know it's definitely uh, you know your favorite. Yes. Yeah, I, I've, I've had a couple of people to say that, and I, I definitely want to, you know, in, increase the variety of, of what you see on, on Black Men Outdoors. 
But right now, with us being in the heart of the season, you know, it's it's hard to get away from fishing. No, I, I totally understand. I get it. Now, can I ask, where where does your love of the outdoors stem from? Um, is it something that was passed on to you, you know, growing up? Or is it something you got into as an adult, like in college? Because um, you're the first, to be honest, you're the first arborist I've ever met. So to find, you know, somebody to, you know, take that on as a profession, that is new to me. Sure. So I, I kind of like to think that it's in my blood, mm-hmm. you know, uh, growing up in the in the African American South, you know, a lot of our families have roots in sharecropping, and um, you know, of course, uh, there's there's a slave trade, which put us in the fields, and which 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 had us in agriculture, pretty much whether if we liked it or not. And so my 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 grandparents were sharecroppers on my father's side. So growing up, my father, my uncles, my aunts, they all did things outdoors, whether it be fishing, hunting, you know, running dogs. And so growing up, it, it was just kind of ingrained in, in me, you know, the, the fishing and the, the learning how to shoot guns and, and learning how to just just hike and, and follow a trail and just... So it's it's really in my blood. It's it's something that I've been doing as long as I can remember. Um, it's something that I'm going to teach my children. Of course, you know, if if, if I have boys, girls, whoever, it's something I'm going to teach. It's something that my wife enjoys doing as well. So it's it's just deep inside of me. Nice, nice. I could definitely respect that. Now, um. You mentioned your love of fishing. Have you hunted very much, though? Like uh, any turkey hunting, deer hunting? You know, I've, I've wanted to get into hunting, specifically deer hunting. But I've, I've as much as I like the outdoors, I grew up right outside of the city. And so I all, always found it more easy to, to go fishing and hunting because... You know, hunting, you, you have to find private land, you know, or, or public land. You have to, you know, tr- kind of trust the land that you're hunting on for safety reasons. I don't know. It, it, I've, I've, I've wanted to get into it, just haven't, haven't had the opportunity. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. So now, with your love of fishing, what's in season right now? Like, what are, what are most, uh, you know anglers or fishermen i don't know what the proper term is so bear sure, with me sure. um around your way what are they getting into these days so in the south um the 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 bass the word is spawn i guess mm. kind of like the rut when it comes to deer or uh, is there a turkey rut oh uh, yeah that's basically the the spring turkey season out yeah. here in new york okay so there is like a there's like the spawn and that's when the bass are are in in the height of reproducing, and so they're really active. They're feeding like crazy. It's like a frenzy, and kind of after that, that so that's like uh, kind of Aprilish, going into May. Sometimes it can be as early as March, but right now, as as the spawn kind of tapers off, bass usually move into deeper water. 
And so right now, I do a lot of catfishing as well as bass, um, but it kind of depends. Just just kind of depends on the day. You know, I might I might go out to catch some bluegill. One day I might go out to catch bass, um, catfish. But it depends. All right. With the I've heard of something referred to as noodling, um, yes. and that's from what I've seen. That's what's done with catfish. Do you do do you do that as well? It's inter It's interesting that you say that. Um, so there there are two types of noodling. There's the, the noodling that people do with their hands, mm -hmm. and then there's there's a noodling called some people call it jugging. That's when you take pool noodles cut them, attach hooks, float them in the water. I've done the second one, but I haven't fished with my hands before. That's, I, I, I think that's kind of dangerous. <laughs> I've, I've seen yeah people do the one where they're literally in the water with the catfish. Um, some people have gloves on, some people don't, and then they're just, you know, reaching in the water uh, and then pulling up a big old catfish. No, sir, not me. <laughs> we have um, snapping alligators, snapping turtles, water moccasins, cotton mouths, copperheads. It's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, <laughs> all right, I, I could see the the I could understand the apprehension. I definitely I definitely get it. All okay. right. So um, let's jump to one of the main the basically the main reason why I wanted you on the podcast. Um, like I said, I started following your Instagram page, Black Men Outdoors. I even took a look at your website. I wanted to know, um, you know, what exactly prompted, prompted the start of, you know, that Instagram page and the website? Sure. You know, Cliff, growing up, and, and I think pretty much anybody who I've talked to who's, who's, um, who's black, who's minority pretty much in any way the the outdoors field is so one it seems like it's so one color sometimes you know growing up i used to watch bill dance and hank parker those are professional fishermen um i used to watch i don't know if you remember the nashville network it was a it was a channel that used to come and they had all hunting and fishing and and trucks and all, and, and I used to love that stuff growing up, mm -hmm. but I would never see anybody of color. And if you can imagine, you know, as a kid, once I start, once I got old enough to kind of understand race, and you know that people with different skin colors are different. It, it somewhat made me feel like I didn't belong. And so if you can imagine going to a gun show or a boat show or a fishing show and not seeing hardly anybody in there who looks like you, you know, as, as a kid, that's that's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of, well, am I supposed to be doing this? You know, is this something that black people do? And so... I, to an extent, I felt like I didn't belong. Mm -hmm. But when I got older uh, and started meeting, like specifically, I, I went to Auburn University, which is which is in Alabama. So I, I meet, I met all these people who were like, "Oh yeah, we hunt, we fish. Yeah, we're we're country. We you know we farm. We you know we hike. We ride dirt bikes. We do all this stuff." 
it made me feel, oh, okay, so black people actually do do these things. And and I started Black Men Outdoors because I felt like there are so many people who were like me growing up who had never really seen black people doing this on a high level, on a, on a professional level, you know, looking at Mark Daniels and Brian Latimer. They're, they're professional, professional fishermen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're you know they they compete at the highest level, and I just think more people in our community need to see that to encourage them if they want to keep going and to pursue that in a professional way to keep going, but also just to know that you know it's it's okay to do this. This is something that we can that we can do and be comfortable doing. Understood. Understood. And I totally respect that. I mean, me personally, my my journey to to bow hunting began last year. Um, I, I purchased a bow probably three years ago, but didn't didn't consistently shoot it until January of last year. And within a month or two decided I'd like to try my hand at hunting. And to be honest, I was um what I tried to do was seek out people that look like me, like you're saying, you know what I'm saying? People of color, uh, men or women, and found that at least on social media, it was lacking. Then looking further within the hunting industry and the hunting community, same thing. Uh, you know, um, I'm, I'm not, I'm definitely not familiar with the, with the professional uh, fishermen you were talking about, but um, I just didn't see that definitely when it came to hunting. Um, and it kind of it kind of bothered me a bit um, because I was under the impression that I well I got the impression based off of social media that either that black men you know black men and women don't hunt or fish yeah. or they just don't necessarily share it in you know on social media. So yeah. um, as I as I dug a little bit further, you know, what I'm saying I started meeting people um, and came across people like yourselves, like yourself who who were more than willing to share um, information to help me along, you know, my journey. Um, But as I've I've progressed, you know, in this, I've found, for me personally, um, as I find more and more people of color who do do hunt, who do fish, who do enjoy the outdoors, um, for me, it's not necessarily an issue of color, but it's an issue of locale for me. I'm, I'm realizing that coming from a big city, um, and 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 realize that this is the same. It's it's tending out to it's tending to be a trend for those, any person from a big city, that um, you don't have they don't have knowledge of, for example, public lands around them or the waters that they they're able to fish, the land they're able to hunt. You know, saying the land they're able to hike. Um, it's not like and when I tell you, it's like I really had to search. Like Google searching wasn't, you know, the only thing I could do. Um, to be honest, let me let me give you a perfect example. I've I've put out feelers across social media. I mean, granted, I don't have that that huge of an audience, um, you know, or huge of a following, um, but it's pretty well known, you know, that I want to hunt as close to my city as possible. Um, mainly because you know I have family commitments, I have work commitments, so traveling hours to hunt isn't necesarily um, the best option for me. So. Right. 
for over over a year now I've been putting putting that out there, putting that out there. So for my first uh, deer hunt, I was able to hunt um, my friend's private property about almost uh, two and a half, three hours away from my home. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I didn't get out very much, you know, which um, I mean, I learned a lot in the short amount of time, the little time that I spent out in the field. But I wasn't successful, successful because I wasn't able to get out as much. So um, that was last fall. Now, fast forward to uh, early spring, another person on Instagram happened to share one of my posts, who, and that person is from Connecticut. Now, a person from Con Connecticut posting on their Instagram, someone from New York sees that post and is then now made aware of me of... And, now I've got an opportunity. I, I should add the the property I hunted last year was only six acres. Um, I've now because of like this, uh, you know, six degrees of separation type of deal through Instagram. I've now got access to six hundred acres this fall, less than an hour away from my home. You see, what I'm saying so, and this is public land that um, I'm I'm going on 44 years of age uh, next month. Um, I did not know this land existed this close to my home at any point in my life at all. Public land that's available to hike, to hunt, you have know saying to bird watch and such. So um, it's, it's just it's just crazy. Like the the amount of information that's uh, that I don't believe is getting out there that should you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And I guess I have to be happy that I've. I've come across it. Yeah, I, I definitely understand, you know, being from Atlanta, you know, if, if you grew up, if you grew up in a rural area and your grandparents have 200 acres with a pond on it, you know, mm. fishing, hunting, it's a no brainer. You know, mm. you're gonna hunt, you know, you're going to fish. But if, if you grew up in the inner city, you know, if, if you've lived in, if you live in an apartment, you know, you grew up in an apartment, it may be a little bit harder to get into these things because you don't know where, okay, where do I fish? Where is it okay to go fishing? Where is it okay to go hunting? So I definitely understand, you know, one of the components of Black Men Outdoors is education. Mm -hmm. And so that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to you know, educating more people who want to get into it, but are not currently into it. Nice. And you, you actually just jumped into my next question, which was, uh, what goals did you hope to achieve through Black Men Outdoors? Is that the main and only goal with the education component, or is there more to it? Well, there's a little more to it. Uh, so I, so I, I like the, the, it kind of started off, um, you know, especially with it being on social media, is a social aspect to say, okay, these are examples of of black men who are hunting, who are fishing, who are, you know, off-roading, motocross, whatever. But there's also, I want to be an educational component to it, an outreach component to it. So, what if I've never been fishing before, I've never been hunting. What do I need to buy? I haven't been. I haven't seen many of those 
type resources out there. So I definitely want to provide those for people who are, who are just getting into it. You know, tips for people who are already into it. And, and of course, the outreach would be meetups, be it, you know, a, a small fishing tournament at a pond mm-hmm. or, you know, hey, we're going to meet up at this shooting range over here today or, you know, who wants to organize something in their city to do for, for people to come gather? Just just little things like that. But, of course, when when you talk about those types of events and and it starts to get a little bit heavy or not heavy it it just it gets a little bit interesting so i definitely want to make sure that the legal side of all of that is handled before i I start all that Mm -hmm. and i just want to as as a whole i just want to make sure that i'm i'm growing black men outdoors at a safe pace so the the top doesn't outgrow the foundation, if that makes sense. Like, no, I, no, I want to make sure that as I'm growing and as we're expanding and as we're doing more things, we have the infrastructure to, to hold it. You know, we, we have, you know, we're, we're just being careful. No, understood. I can definitely uh, respect that, understand that as well. All right. So, you know what, to, to round this interview out, cause I really appreciate you, you know, explaining all of that. What is, what is, um, because like I said, this podcast, this podcast, um, caters to the newer hunter and, and as, and as I grow it, um, kind of like what you're doing, I don't want, um, I, already forgot the analogy i don't want to grow uh grow it too quickly but um i right now focus on bow hunting but i want it eventually to encompass all outdoor activities so what do you recommend for any anyone um looking to get into the outdoors especially a person of color these days um what is one piece of advice you feel they should know when they're just you know encountering that uh that's a that's a great question and i and it, it would it would have a i have a two-part answer one would be to don't work don't forget why you're getting into it um for me at least the outdoors is the ultimate peace it's the ultimate relaxation and so regardless of if you're catching fish if you're if you're you know you're you're shooting deer, you're shooting turkeys, or if you're not, always remember that as long as you're in the outdoors, it's a good day. I think too many people get caught up in it wasn't a good day because I didn't catch fish. It wasn't a good day because I woke up at four o'clock in the morning and I didn't see any turkeys. I didn't see any deer. But you know, just as long as you're outside, it's a good thing. So that'd be one thing. The second thing I would be to find someone who you can learn from. Uh, there are a lot of people on YouTube. Uh, there are a lot of people who I've who I've seen and met through Instagram who 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 don't mind asking questions. You know, they don't mind giving you little pointers. You know, they they want to see people like like you like us doing these things outdoors so one would be 
remember why you're doing it. And two would be find somebody you can learn from. Nice. Those are definitely words, uh, perfect words of advice to, to end this off with. So listen, Greg, thank you very much, man. I truly appreciate you taking the time out to speak with me. And I'm definitely looking forward to more of your content because um, uh, I believe I do my best that a, a lot of the, uh, you know, the outdoor enthusiasts that you, um, you know, whose pictures you share on your Instagram page, I go ahead and give them a follow. Um, you know, it's just great to be out there just supporting each other, each other, especially on social media. Thank you. Thank you for, uh, so thank you also for the work that you're doing. You know, I'm, I'm not much of a hunter, but when I look into, you know, kind of what you're doing, I can definitely appreciate it. All right, cool, brother. Well, you have a good one, and um, I will definitely be in touch. Thanks, Cliff. You have a good day, too. You, too. All right, I really want to thank Greg again for uh, taking the time out to sit and speak with me. Uh, you know, I really look forward to seeing um, more of the content, you know, that he'll be throwing up there on Instagram. Remember, that is Black Men Outdoors at Black Men Outdoors. Y'all check it out and give him a, give them a follow. All right. Now, um, as I've said before on previous podcasts, if you enjoyed uh, this episode, if you enjoyed other episodes, check out the review section of uh the platform so whether it's spotify apple podcast podbean whatever it is check out the review section hook a brother up with a five star rating i truly appreciate it all right so i leave you guys again hope you enjoyed this uh don't forget stay blessed y'all i mean there's a lot of things going on in this world right now but just remember how blessed you are and remember to respect the journey even especially when it's not your own.